just give me something to say that's worth listening to. And they said, oh, you always do good. And I said, that's because somebody's praying. Amen. Thank God for God's people praying. Amen. If we're not praying, I'm telling you, we, uh, we're on our own and that's no good. Praise God. Keep on praying for everything we're doing. Thank God for the work that's being done in the nursing home and the Margaret Mal home. And uh, with Brother Mike uh, going out with the GVI, I'm trying to be a chaplain as much as I can. Just pray about that. God would open doors and, and just work. Amen. So Psalm 1, very familiar, just so good and something that we visit and revisit every now and then. And uh, I believe God has something for us tonight. Hallelujah. If you have Psalm 1, say Amen. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for, Lord, your kindness, your goodness to us. Lord, thank you for healing us and, Lord, helping us already in this service, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness and thank you for truth, God. Put it down inside of our hearts, God, and I pray help us to just hear and believe and be doers of your word. And, God, we give you every bit of the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. All right, Psalm 1, I just want to read the very beginning here. We're going to read most of this psalm. I'm not trying to pull anything out of context. But Psalm 1, verse 1 says, Blessed, somebody say blessed. Blessed Blessed is the man. Praise God. Now drop down to verse 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf. Also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. God bless you. You can be seated. Somebody say blessed. Blessed. A lot of teaching about the Beatitudes. It talks about blessed are these and blessed are those. And, and, And a lot of times I've heard it and even seen it in some of the translations of the Bible, they just kind of take that word and make it happy. Can I tell you, there's a whole lot more to being blessed than being happy. I don't doubt that happiness might be able to be brought into the equation, but listen to me, being blessed, God blessing you, God blessing me is a whole lot more than just a mood I'm in today. God imparts something awesome. God gives us something. Amen. Some of him, some of uh, of that satisfaction and well-being, some joy. Thank God for for the blessings of the Lord. And uh, I know some people, they're happy, but they're not blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, But, you know, more than just being happy... And more than even just a blessing. I believe what this psalm is teaching us. And not only that, I believe that there's some people here right now that know exactly what I'm talking about. When I say that God wants us to have a sustained blessing. Wants to have us blessed, have us being living in a state of being blessed. Too often... We base our moods, our feelings, our emotions on situations and circumstances. Can I tell you, loving God and knowing God is not going to change when things get difficult. Amen. 
say, oh, it's, it's gloomy out. It's not gloomy when you know Jesus. That's right. Oh, things are just too much for me. You can handle it with Jesus. Yes, You're going to be all right. Our situations, our circumstances aren't going to rule over our spirit, but Jesus is. And to know him is to know blessing. To know him is to be able to rise above the battle you're in and still be able to proclaim, I'm blessed. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. There is a stability that is being pictured here, but also a source of refreshing. Right? Hey, you're not just kind of blowing in the wind like the chaff it talks about later, but you are established and you're getting your light source from something deeper than just what's going on in your day to day. You've got something better. You've got something bigger. You've got him. Amen. And when you know who he is and you have a foundation in him, you can be blessed. Amen. That you can bring forth fruit. I worry about folks. I'm not saying this every day is just glorious. There's going to be battles. There's going to be storms. Amen. We're not trying to tell you to just kind of act happy when, when things are rough. I know there's times where we are, we're struggle, but we've got something bigger than the struggle in Jesus that you can still bring forth fruit. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, kindness, goodness, meekness, temperance, faith. Amen. These are things that we should be able to bring forth. Amen. Even though maybe situations are, are, are adverse. You've got problems. You've got difficulties. You've got challenges. But you can still bring forth fruit. Your attitude doesn't have to be rotten because your situation is rotten. That doesn't have to control. You don't have to treat people poorly because somebody treated you poorly. Doesn't that tell me that you've got what they've got? They're probably happy people. They probably treat you pretty good when they get a bonus on their paycheck, when they've got things going their way. Sure. If you allow that to get in you, and you're, you're no different than that. With Jesus, we ought to have a stability that causes us to continue to bring forth good fruit. That you can still have love, joy, peace, and all these things, faith and, and, and self-control, temperance. You can have patience, long-suffering. You can have these things even in the battle. Just because things are going rough. The Bible says if your faith fails in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Because that's when you really find out. I know we like brother, brother, uh, John Parks Jr. preached something a while back and, uh, to us. And, and I remember so much that we like to, in our own minds, kind of judge us based on ideal circumstances. I could be really, really awesome when everything goes my way. And if we lose it, ah, you see, well, you don't understand. I'm going through a lot. Hey, anybody can do that. You don't need Jesus, really. You don't need the power of the Holy Ghost in you to do good on a good day. To be friendly to friendly people. To be nice to hateful folks. Amen. Jesus, you know, he he showed us what we should have on the inside. So you can bring forth fruit. You can be blessed. 
see, I just feel blessed today to know that that doesn't have to rule me. Amen. I don't have to, I don't have to let that ruin my day. I don't have to let that, uh, get me down. I don't have to let situations that, that, that I wish went differently just, just bring me to a place where I don't, I don't have a, a, a good, strong foundation in my life. And that just, just turns me upside down. No, no, no. I was reading it today. Praise God. Paul, Paul in the, in the ship with a storm, that Eurachlodon storm that was just going on and on and on. And it seemed like all hope was taken, it says. Yeah. And he says, hey, guys, be a good cheer. Right. I've been praying. Yeah. Yeah. God said it's going to be all right. right. I know some of them probably said, what? Uh, <laughs> How obnoxious. Yeah. But he wasn't just saying that because he had some kind of fake good mood or some kind of. He was talking to God. He had a connection that was bigger than the storm. Hallelujah. A sustained blessing. It's not something that's temporary. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Well, praise God. God's going to be with you. God's going to help you in every situation to do well. And we're not preaching a prosperity doctrine of everybody. If you're not rich, you don't have faith. Amen. But God will bless you. And you'll be blessed. Amen. And he'll be with you. Everything you do, he's just going to help you and be by your side. Amen. That's a promise of God. Blessings. Blessings to be planted, to have that life source connection always to bring forth fruit and to, to understand that whatever you're going to do is going to prosper. Well, sounds good. But how, do, how does that happen? Listen to me. This Bible tells us right here that there is, there is a formula, if you will. I hesitate to use that, but it's just for lack of better terms. There is a way to be blessed. Blessed people are blessed for a reason. It's so easy to be able to say, well, it just doesn't seem fair. They're always blessed. And I always just seem like I never get ahead. There may be a reason for that. God wants to bless us. He wants to, to help us have an abundant life. Bible says the thief comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's blessed. Life. You're not just a zombie surviving, just, just stumbling through your life, just existing. You've got life, an abundant life. Hallelujah. This isn't about what kind of personality you have. And this is about being blessed. It's about God being in you and having something just much more awesome than anything anybody can take away from you. Amen. Well, praise God. But how? How? What does the Bible say it takes to be blessed? I'm not just saying this is the only place in the Bible it has has this uh, prescription, if you will. But it does uh, give us a really good start. Amen? So let's go back to verse 1. Because what he starts with, interestingly enough, is what not to do. I just have nothing uh, to say about why God put that first, but certainly... We got to realize that some behaviors, some decisions 
going to take you in the wrong way. And you cry all day and say, I just don't know why God's not blessing me. Well, sometimes you need to just surrender to God and say, God, help me stop making the same mistakes over and over and over. Help me to do better this time. Help me to learn from what I did. You know, I feel like God just wants us to, to, to learn sometimes that, that mistakes shouldn't be wasted, but we ought to get some wisdom out of that lesson that God gives us. Amen. Wouldn't that be smart to do? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be helpful? To actually be wiser. I know there's a very, I think it's, it's wrong on a lot of different levels. But people say, well, you know, I, I messed up. Just forget about it. God's grace just covers that. I'm good. I said I was sorry. Let's act like it never happened. That's foolish. Look at it. Own it. Learn from it. That's what I, that's what I did. That's, I, I, I don't have an excuse. Help me see what took me to that direction and help me never do it again. And maybe I can help somebody else not do something so foolish. Now, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that almost be worth it all to be able to help somebody not make a foolish mistake? Now you're blessed and you're helping other people be blessed. That's great. That's a lot of fun. Helping people do well. That's ministry. Amen. So verse one starts off with what not to do. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Just what it says. It's very simple. You want to be blessed? Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Just... Stop right there and let's look at this for a few moments. There's really boils down to the company you keep. Amen. You want to keep bad company? You're going to get bad advice. I'm not going to point to a a specific Bible verse that says birds of a feather (laughs) flock together, but the idea is there. If you're not like them yet, you're heading in that same direction. The company you keep is, is something you need to look at and say, God, how can I be sharpened? How can I be strengthened? How can I, I learn and grow? Because to sit or, or let me say to, to walk in the counsel of the ungodly, to, to, to take their advice. Amen. Thank God for godly advice. I don't think it's, uh, it's utilized enough sometimes where you say, hey, I, I thank God for the people that God's put in my life. And I told somebody here just that visited church here recently. I said, they said, man, it just was so good. But I really had a rough day after that. I said, you should have called for prayer. I don't want to feel dumb. No. Getting help is what we do. Oh, that's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. It's what we do. Right. I don't care how long you've lived for God. Sometimes you need somebody praying for you. And sometimes you say, I don't just want to assume they're praying for me. I want to make sure they're praying for me. Amen. Thank God for sometimes somebody comes along and says, you know, I was thinking about you or God put something on my heart and and uh, and I'd like to share it with you. Or, you know, I've even heard people say, man, I had a dream about you and just seem to encourage somebody, you know, but sometimes listen. I've heard people say, well, if God wanted me to have good input, I, he would have laid me on somebody's heart. He does that sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes he puts a responsibility 
in our side of the court that we need to reach out. We need to humble ourselves. There's scriptural principle for this. He says, ask. They, they, uh, those that are sick, add, call for the elders of the church. Jesus at one point would have walked past them if they hadn't called out for him. Jesus himself. So sometimes Jesus just found that one, but sometimes he's waiting on them to call him out. So this idea that everything has to be just so miraculous. Oh, if God would lay somebody on my, me on somebody's heart and speak a, a word of prophecy over me, I believe in all that. But listen to me, sometimes it's just, just reaching out saying, you know, I really need some prayer. It doesn't have to be so spiritual. It just needs to be somebody that, that I, I want to be blessed. But it's easy to gravitate away from that. And I'm telling you, something's going to fill that void. Amen. Walking in the counsel of the ungodly, standing in the way of sinners, sitting in the seat of the scornful. You know, it might not be bad company that might not be a group of friends getting gathering down at the bar. It might be just uh, sitting in front of that computer. It might be on a cell phone. It might be on a, on a television where you're... I'm, I'm telling you, there's a lot of entertainment that's got, got underlying themes that will lead you in a bad way. I, I know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to spend a lot of time right now, but I'm telling you that uh, sometimes you're trying to get away from... Sister was talking about depression and sometimes anger. And, and then you go and, and you listen to things and, and you watch things and, and that are going to build that up in you rather than get around somebody that can pray for you and help you get through it. That's not wise. That's not going to be blessed. I know. I know sometimes it just feels good, man. You just... You're so angry and something that, that just builds that up in you. It seems like people gravitate that some, to that. But that's, that's never going to help you be better. Amen. Well, praise God. Yes, Amen. It, uh, you, you need somebody that's going to help you. You know, when you're drowning, you don't want to reach out for somebody else who's drowning. Amen. Right. Amen. You need somebody that's won some battles, somebody that can pray for Amen. you. That's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing about a godly home. It's a beautiful thing about a uh, church family that, yeah. that uh, there's going to be times where you need that. Yes, that's right. And there's going to be times where you can be that help. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes, sir. I know some of some people when they're starting out, oh, I just feel like I'm such a bother. Don't worry. You'll be, you'll be less, uh, you'll be a helper. Amen. Amen. You're going to, we're going to lean on you. Amen. Yes. We're going to, your, your prayers are going to matter. Amen. Right. So, We gotta recognize it's this this there's negative influence in the world. Yeah. We gotta be careful, be on guard for yes, that. Yeah. Amen. Can this person really help me? You know, there there's good advice around us sometimes, but godly advice. Yeah. Come on. That's right. Something that somebody who knows Jesus is gonna see. I can show you in the Bible. You know, there are people who didn't seem super spiritual, and they had some good things to say at the right time. Sure. You know, Moses had a father-in-law that didn't seem like the most spiritual one in the bunch, but he said, hey, can I talk to you a little bit? You know, anybody could see this, but I'm the one who's going to tell you, you need some help. And it was good advice for Moses, and he took that and was blessed because of it. But listen to me. Majority of the time, God's put people in your life. Use that resource. Use that resource. 
I know I hear this so often and God bless you if you've said it here in the last couple years, <laughs> but you know, oh, I don't want to be a bother. It's not a bother to help people get, get through victories and get battle, get through battles and have victories. Amen. That's not a bother. That's just the devil telling you that. Amen. Oh, I don't want to bother somebody and let them know that I need help. You know what's going to be a bother? When you stumble and and, and are getting beat up and we're so sad because you're not doing well. Get some help. You're honored when somebody reaches out for prayer. You're blessed to be a help and a friend. Don't ever let the devil tell you, oh, I don't want to be a, a drag because I, I need help or godly counsel. Or No, no, no. That's That's what the church is about. It's like going to the hospital when you're dying and saying, I don't want to be a bother. I I was going to come. Why didn't you come earlier? You're on death's door. Well, I didn't want to worry anybody. You know, we, 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 we just, we jump at every little pain and every little symptom. But when it comes to our spiritual walk, God's given you a place to thank God for that. But you listen, as much as we can tell you the, the counsel of the ungodly, The way of sinners. You know, let me, I I just, before I move on, we talked this morning about sometimes people don't want to hear from God. They don't really want to pay the price. They're not really looking to take another step. They're trying to find a place where they're comfortable with maybe where they are in God and and maybe some problems, some sins, and think they're doing okay. And they're not looking to hear from God. They don't want to hear they're wrong. That's going to be the time when you have all kind of people saying, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Those ungodly, um, those scornful, they're going to be there to to just get behind your 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 bad ideas. And, uh, you know, there's 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 a lot of people that will will laugh when you try to do better and mock when you try to try to grow and. Because of that envy, because they wish they had the courage to do something like that. And when you come up with excuses why you don't want to do that, there's always going to be people around you saying, yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. That's, there's nothing to that. That's a bunch of lies anyway. Yeah, they're, they're just a bunch of hypocrites. There's always going to be that. But the Bible tells us that we have to, uh, to shun that, to get away from that. You're not going to be blessed if you walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Not according to the Bible. You're not going to be blessed to stand in the way of sinners, to sit in the seat of the scornful. But I love this about the Word of God. I guess it means a lot to me because I feel like a lot of my a lot of my experience with church and preaching has been a lot of how can I say the thou shalt not? <laughs> All the things that are wrong. All the things I need to turn away from was seen to be always the case. And there's always something to be warned of. But the problem with that is that if you're not given something to turn toward, something better than what you're turning away from, it's going to be a tough, tough road. Amen. See, this Bible tells us that we turn from sin and turn to the cross. We turn from dead works and turn to faith toward Christ. Amen. Amen. Bible talks about a man who is delivered 
and his life is cleaned up, but not filled. And he ends up being seven times worse than when he started. Amen. The idea of a focus on everything we're not supposed to be is, is an incomplete gospel. To tell people, hey, sin is exceeding sinful, according to the book of Romans, and you need to get away from that is only part of it. Let me tell you how amazing God's grace is that you turn toward. That when sin abounds and you realize how sinful your sin really is, grace does much more abound. You recognize that God's grace and God's mercy and a life lived for God is so much better than what you had. That God's got an abundant life for you. So when we look at this first psalm, and it talks about being blessed, it talks about what it means to be blessed, it starts off in saying, this is, this is not the way. Don't, don't, uh, don't uh, do this and think you can be blessed. But, but here's what you should be doing. His delight. Somebody say delight. What a great word for this. He's talking about the word of God. His delight is in the law of the Lord. This has got to be more than what I have to do. Amen. This is more than, than some bitter pill you've got to swallow so you don't die and go to hell. Right. This, has got, this is something you can delight in and should delight in. Amen. If you get this and do it right, I love seeing. And some of you, uh, I'm, I want to dig into this a little bit more than maybe you want me to, but that's all right. It's for your good. Some of you, you need to see how excited some of these new folks are about the word. Amen. And start, start saying, you know what? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'd be blessed if I did that too. His delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate day and night. We can get to a place. Let's be honest. Some of us that have been in this for a while, we can get to a place where we get so so established that we can get casual. Yeah, that's right. We don't have to. We, we, we've been saved for a long time. So we can sit back and, and rather than press into his presence and push away all the distractions, we've got to sit back and, and kind of watch other people and see what they're doing and kind of think it's kind of funny and, and maybe do a little critique here and there. Because, hey, I'm a pillar in the church. I've been here forever. I'm going to be here forever. That's not how to get blessed. That's right. You're going to start to see in your life kind of up and down and in and out. Yeah, you are. You're going to see because we are delight in the law of the Lord. Something about it just can still get us excited. Something about us can, can still feed us. Something about it can still challenge us. Amen. Where, where you're digging into this and, and you can say, wow, I, yep, I needed that today. That, 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 that got me right, right where I'm living or something can bless you. Wow. That that was so, uh, that was neat. That was encouraging. When was the last time you heard something or or read something and you said, Oh, I I just, that's new to me. I never saw it quite like that. I've read it so many times, but Oh, what a blessing. The word of God ought to be like a delight to you. If it's not, why not? You got to ask yourself that question. I'm not trying to fight with anybody. Just why not? Why isn't the word of God a delight to you? Why isn't God's ways, God's will, a delight to you? Oh, you can get excited about some things that you have uh, hobbies about. But what about God and, and who he is? And what do you delight in the law of the Lord? And in his law doth he meditate day and night. You're thinking about this. 
It comes up in casual conversation. I was reading something today. Or what about that? What we heard the other, other day. Wow. There's something I, something was working on me. Something that was blessing me. I'm thinking about that. You have to purpose that. You have to delight in it enough that it stays in your mind. If you get out of here and just start thinking about all the problems, all the worries, all the things that can go wrong. Listen to me. Praise God. When you start thinking about what God and, and, and thinking about what his will is for you, he'll start working on you throughout the day. He'll start dealing with you. And, and, and it's, it's a beautiful walk with him when you let his presence. Amen. We get, we get to a place where we can be so casual in the presence of the king. We can get to a place. I'm, I'm saying this today at a time where I feel like we're, we're doing so well in just seeing God's presence work. But I've been, I've been some places here in the last little bit, I guess, and seen people that, man, have had this all their lives. And the music's going and the chorus is playing. They stand around just looking at each other and smiling and cracking jokes. And where once there was worship, where once there was a great move of God, and it affected me. It affected me. It broke my heart. And I said, God, it's, my heart is just aching for them. But, but Lord, help us yes. never to get into a place where we can feel that, that is, that's acceptable in the presence of God. Yeah. You know, this idea that we kind of stand around and kind of, kind of just like we're hanging out at the a restaurant somewhere or something and having fun. And, and we, we have fun in the house of God. But when it's worship time, and then maybe all of a sudden feel like we can shout and dance and, 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 and shake and, and that's God and then go on our way like, like nothing's ever changed. It's, so, it's just odd to me. It's just so odd to me that that's somehow revival. There needs to be a reverence just, you know, when we come into the house of God. There needs to be a uh, when, when it's when it's time to come into his presence, when it's time to worship him, there ought to be this this hunger in us that says, I know it's good and I want to be blessed and I'm going to fight not to be distracted. I'm going to press in and focus in on God and, because I know that everything throughout my day, the devil knows that I'm. I want to be fed. So he's been working overtime to try to get distractions in my mind. Yep. Right. So I'm going to have to work overtime to say, uh-uh, not today. Right. It's yes. not going to happen. Yes. I already come ready to just know what I got to do and how I got to do it. Amen. And I'm not going to let anything steal that from me. Right. But I feel like there's been so I've seen it forever where it just seems like people get to a place where they're mature in God so that means they can let the other ones kind of kind of take the service. Listen, this is what I said earlier. It's so what what um John the Baptist said to them in his day that he quoted Malachi and said the hearts of the fathers need to be turned back to the children. When you're worshiping and you got all these things going through your head and you can hear other people worshiping and you're just kind of Noticing that, let that inspire you to do a little bit more. Amen. When you can hear somebody else giving all their heart and you're saying, you know what? 
I want to be in one accord with this. I don't want to not give all my heart. Amen. I want to worship. I want to praise him with everything that's in me. I try to prove anything to anybody. I'm not trying to work you up into a frenzy. Just you saying, I'm not going to be lukewarm today. Because I'm telling you, you know I'm saying the truth, that we can get to a place where he said, I've already had my prayer meetings. I've already had my worship. And it's, and I can tell you about services, but today you're just kind of cruising through it. Help us, Lord. There's a delight versus a casual kind of understanding of what it means to come into his presence that we need to be, we need to be aware of. To sit back and be unengaged, to be able to to watch, to commentate on everyone and not be focused on what God is doing, what God is wanting to say. That's a choice we all have to make. Yes, sir. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Yes. Somebody made a comment the other day how I just kind of look down the middle most of the time. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> I think I'm just going to stand down here from now on. No, the truth is, the truth is, I don't want to be distracted. And when you're distracted, I could tell you what goes through my mind. I could tell you this. I look at you and I say, man, that's my friend. And they're acting like they couldn't care less what I'm saying. Even if, and, and that's on a basic level. This is supposed to be God and his yeah. word. But I think if you were up there saying something that I'm totally not interested in, I'd be on the edge of my seat cheering you on. So in my feelings, I'm easily distracted. I'm like, wow, they seem so bored. And my mind goes, and so I stop. I, I try not to even look. I just want to hear God. Right. Y'all look pretty interested now. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to go back to looking down the middle. <laughs> but I might surprise you. Yeah, right. No, seriously. There are some things I do just because during worship. All right. You know, I know what can get me thinking about things that I don't need to be worried about when I'm trying to stay on focus of hearing from God. So I take steps to do my best. No matter how silly it might seem or look to anybody else, I'm going to do the best. And there may be a day you pray for me. You know, the Bible says, don't be afraid of their faces. Right now, the best way I can not be afraid of somebody's faces, not look at their faces. So if you pray a good anointing on me that I can look right at you when you're yawning and still preach it, that'll do that. But until then, I do everything I can to just try to stay on target and focus on the job that needs to be done. What's the job you need to be doing? What, what kind of challenges do you face? And what would get you to a place where you can be? See, because at the end of the day, it's not about somebody interested or not interested in what I have to say. It's about being blessed, that's being helped, being ministered to. That's because that's, I don't want to get my focus on, oh, they don't like me. <laughs> that has nothing to do with what we're doing here. Right. It has everything to do with, is, can somebody be helped? Yes. Can somebody be blessed? Can I get helped and blessed? But sadly, it's, it's times when it's the people that are most familiar with it because familiarity, sadly, it breeds contempt. So we can kind of just get in a place where we can kind of pinpoint all the little oddities that are going on and miss revival. So in order to be blessed, 
we've got to, we ought to delight ourselves in this. We ought to delight ourselves in it. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, an interesting scripture. When I see uh, in Romans, the 10th chapter, talks about uh, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord. talks about how can they hear except they have a preacher and how can the preacher preach except he's sent. And, and then it says, it's a quote from the Old Testament, it says, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach glad tidings of peace, right? right. And that's kind of always been a little strange to me. But I thought one time, and I know some of you heard me say this, to me it's just, what the attitude ought to be. If someone is, is, is serving God and doing what ministering, however they minister, the very least that they do, the, their feet, you know, the, the thing that's the least glorious and amazing, it's just beautiful to me because it's God's spirit moving in my life. What I think that means is I'm not looking for some masterpiece. Just, just I'm hungry for more. I delight in this. And I'm not looking to try to critique this. Just the very lowest bit of it is just uh, beautiful to me. Yeah. And uh, the, to the hungry soul, the Bible says, every bitter thing is sweet. That's right. But the full soul loathes the honeycomb. Right. When you come to God hungry, yeah. you just... You just want more of him. Amen. His delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law doth he meditate day and night. Incorporate the word of God and his will and his ways in in your heart, in your mind, in your conversations. And you'll be blessed. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and bringeth forth his fruit in his season and his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall not shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. There's no stability. Just chaff is the byproduct. It's the it's the waste part of the grain, the hull, the chaff that just is winnowed away. It's blown away that uh, that you can keep the part that's valuable to make the bread. And that's the chaff. It says, it's just like the wind that blows away. The, gun, the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. He knows your way. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. Let's, let's bow our heads in prayer. God's so good. God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to... To have sustained blessing. To be able to live your life in a way of stability, joy, bearing fruit, no matter what the season, no matter what the situation, that you're a good testimony. Sometimes people are watching you the most when things are going wrong in your life. Can they still see Jesus working in you? Sometimes people are proving whether it's real or not when you're up against a challenge. That's when God can help you the most. I'm not saying it doesn't get difficult. Please understand. I'm not saying there's, sometimes there's not tears, but, but your attitude, your, the fruit you're bearing is still godly. His leaf shall not wither. 
whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I believe that God is shining his light the most through those that have this kind of sustained blessing, to have this kind of shining through your lives that people are seeing something that is proven. You don't start tearing down, destroying, and talking against those around you because you're in a bad mood today, something wouldn't go right, but you're still bearing fruit. Maybe you need somebody praying for you. Maybe you've shed a few tears, but you're still bearing fruit. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're in a place where God's helping you. That His Word, His presence is more beautiful to you today than it's ever been because you're blessed. God's working in you. You're letting Him have full control because you're blessed. Come on, let's find a place to pray.
delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law you meditate day and night. He's going to bless you. Lord, lead us away from the wrong company. Lead us, Lord, in your will. thankful for his presence here tonight thankful oh for his help God we love you so much thank you Jesus thank you Jesus let's all stand Father thank you for your presence here right now thank you for your help Lord Lord we want to be led by your spirit and not by the circumstances that we have to face every day Lord help us to have something greater than that to be planted in you. Lord, bless each one here tonight, Lord. I pray your blessings upon each home, each life, and God, that your best blessings would be in each one of us. Keep us safe, Lord, as we travel. Lord, use us for your glory in these coming days, Lord, and we thank you for it all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church.